Hello, Internet, once again, and welcome to another episode of the Made Men Tell Their Tales podcast. As always, I am your hostess with the mostest, I suppose you could say. That's very confusing. Yeah, I know. Anyways, uh, Coda Vance and uh, the other voice you heard there, who's that? I am Adam Barrett. Yes, and it's just the two of us this week. And I know we skipped a few weeks there because of exam, but that was because we had exams and such. Now we're going to, because we have absolutely nothing to do with our lives for the next three months, uh, you will probably get more regular released episodes. And also because it's the summer movie season, so we're probably going to be seeing things basically every week, except the couple of dead weeks, yep. which, like this weekend, where there's nothing really important coming out. Yep. Yeah. And after that, Prince of Persia, which I realize will be terrible, but I need to see it. So in general, new and improved with more regularity. Awesome. Anyways, to start off this, uh, we're going to review a movie that we saw on just a few days ago, and it was recently released too, so we're somewhat current for once. And it's uh, from this year, 2010. It's uh, directed by Ridley Scott, and it stars Russell Crowe. And it's uh, Russell Crowe kills everyone in medieval England, uh, a.k.a. Gladiator, uh, medieval England edition, or as you may see it officially released, Robin Hood. Indeed. Indeed. So, going into this movie, I, if you remember a few episodes back, we did our movies we were looking forward to in 2010, and both of us actually had Robin Hood on our list. Yeah, Adams, you were it a bit, wasn't anticipated. Bit, bit, uh, bit higher than I did on the list. I was, I think mine I had it about number seven, or and you had it about number five or four. Yeah. Anyways, um, so going into this, I was, you know, I was, ex- I was looking forward to it. I was... You know, I didn't think it would be necessarily a masterpiece, but I thought it would be, you know, a fun, entertaining... It's Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott you know, he doing, can't do anything bad. Well, he's made a well, couple of pretty, pretty... Like, I mean, his movies are always, at the very least, well shot and well composed and, and well... Like, the technical merits are always the, the there. The worst he can be is mediocre. He can't... Like, yeah, I've never seen a, a Ridley Scott movie I, I would classify as, like, truly god-awful. Yeah. Um, like another movie I saw this weekend, which we'll, oh, maybe yes. we'll discuss later. But, oh, um, God. Um, anyways, so Robin Hood, as I say, going into this, I was, I was pretty expectant of it. Like, I didn't, I didn't think it would be a masterpiece, but I thought it would be, you know, back to, you know, what one of the things Ridley Scott does best, which is these sort of uh, historical epics. He did, you know, Gladiator and Kingdom of Heaven. Yes, the... Uh Lone Man takes on the gigantic empire or authority and wins. That sort of thing. And here's the the thing about Robin Hood. If you look at the commercials for this, it's actually... I find the commercials to be sort of... Misleading? Misleading, yeah. yeah. That's because the way the commercials are cut and the way I expected this movie to turn out was basically like Prince of Thieves but without the mullet and all that the mullet really represented in Prince of Thieves. Oh, God. I expected that... And I didn't get that because this movie is... It's, it's, very, it's a different beast altogether. It's a different beast altogether. And there's good, there's positives and negatives to that, which we'll get into in a bit. But just to give you a basic rundown of the plot, it's actually a prequel to the Robin Hood story that everybody knows. And actually just the very end of it is him setting up his camp in Sherwood Forest. Which I found was very interesting. Yeah. Um, but basically the story is that Robin, or what was his real name, Robin Longstride, mm-hmm. was, uh, he was a knight during the Crusades, and they're coming back with Richard the Lionheart, there was a stormy castle, Richard the Lionheart dies, and, uh, and even though he's just, like, a normal military archer, and he, does, he doesn't really have any sort of, uh, class distinction within the army, he, 
actually manage, he and a couple of other guys who eventually become, you know, the Band of Merry Men, uh, in, including uh, John, uh, they, um, they steal some knights' clothing and their, you know, weapons, and then they sneak on a boat back to England, where the old, because of course Richard the Lionheart died, now John is king, and that's when the whole thing sort of starts. And basically, it's more about there's kind of a political in scheming about there's a, a spy within England who's actually working for France, mm -hmm. and about how King John is basically the shittiest king ever. And um, yeah, we should return to that. In a yeah, second. we'll turn to that later. Um, and basically, it's more it, it has that sort of gladiator level of kind of political. Uh, infighting to it. I wouldn't even say political infighting as much as intrigue. Intrigue and sort of things going on like that. And eventually what ends up happening is the final climactic sort of scene is there is an attempted invasion of England by France where actually uh, King John's forces and Robin Hood who's leading them, they you know come together and repel the invasion and that's kind of the last action scene in the movie and then you see how Robin Hood kind of becomes an outlaw. So it's more a story about, uh, it's the story before the story, in a, sensual, in a, in a way. Mm -hmm. It's about how Robin Hood comes to be Robin Hood. So, and as I say, there's positives and negatives to that, but um, in terms of just comparisons to other Robin Hood movies, this is probably the be one of the better ones. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Um, it's definitely better than Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. What a, a Kevin Costner's mullet, Brian Adams' oh, soundtrack. Let's not let's not bring up the mullet again, please. Got the mullet. Um, Kevin Costner, what did you do to yourself? I don't know, man. Kevin Costner was big in the early '90s. Like every summer blockbuster seemed to have Kevin Costner in it. Now what's he doing? Nothing. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what you get for wearing the mullet. It's I, coming back. I, to you. I, I guess. Um, so yeah, I think this is probably one of the better Robin Hood movies. Even though, again, not really an an adaptation of the Robin Hood legend, which I thought it would be sort of like when, when I heard about it. More, again, a prequel. So, it's, let's get into the positives of that and the negatives of that. Well, it's what Ridley Scott always does. He puts the realistic spin on kind of the historical legend, mm -hmm. kind of. Yeah. It should be noted, as you're saying, the realistic spin. Uh, the production design of this, that's actually one of the strongest merits of the movie, I think, is the production design and the set design, the costuming. It's very... Mm, it's very effective. It's very effective. It's very realistic. It's very muddy. It's very dank. Like, you you get the sense that these guys are, you know, medieval warriors, and you get and you definitely get yeah. sort of dirt it's, and grime It's not it. all pretty enough. It, no, it's, it's it's not. And even the, the shooting style, like, he does a, he does some of the shaky cam, but, but not a whole lot. Enough to make uh, a good action scene. A good action, uh, action action scene. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Um, but not you know to an extreme. So, yeah, even in in that sense, I think that's probably one of the best aspects of the movie is the production design, the way everything looks. It looks very realistic, and it looks very. Um, it's it's not nearly as it's not iconic. Like these guys aren't wearing like the bright green jumpsuits or things like that. No, but, but this is a ground level sort of take on the whole thing, which I enjoyed, actually. I thought that it, was one of the stronger merits it's of It's something Robin Hood's needed for a while, is a dose of realism, perhaps, yeah, because... Yeah. I think, definitely, and I think that's what Ridley Scott brings to it. Now, in terms of the positives and negatives of this being prequel, the positives, of course, is this, this, this is a new story. It's something we haven't seen before. It's something different. It's something that 
you know, we, we don't know how it's going to end. Well, I mean, we do know how it's going to end going in, but we don't know exactly the beats it's going to hit as mm -hmm. it goes through, as you do with something, uh, if it was a more literal or more uh, familiar adaptation. But the problem is, I think by doing that, it becomes less of a Robin Hood movie. And more of a Ridley Scott, Scott movie. historical epic movie. And it's not really what people are going to expect. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I feel like this story is something that he's told before. It's, it really it's is. It's very similar to Gladiator. It's the, like I, Gladiator Take Two. Like. Yeah, it's very much Gladiator, only you know several hundred years forward. Yeah. And there's also... We also thought that perhaps this is some sort of bizarre sequel to Kingdom of Heaven because mm. there's the part at the beginning where they're coming back from the Crusades. So it'll definitely, it will remind you more of these other historic, Ridley Scott historical epics than it will of other Robin Hood movies, which, again, not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it makes it more generic and it, it doesn't really have a, 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 a specific character yeah, that's yeah, you won't you won't find a unique character or flavor to it. it it's no, very... it's 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 very and, and again, I'm not saying this is like it, it, because these aren't bad movies, Gladiator or Kingdom of Heaven. It's not like this is a, a thing that destroys it, but it makes it less unique. And and the thing about Gladiator that I really liked was overall, like you know, despite the fact that it had good action scenes and it was very well production design, it had really interesting. Like I liked the characters in Gladiator mm. a lot uh, a lot. For the most part, it put a really good spin on them, it, and there it was did a really well. sort of high melodrama to it. Here, the issue I think is that he he's adapting in the same way, going for the realistic approach. But the thing is, he doesn't have the created characters. He has to work within the framework of Robin Hood. Yep. He has to have Fire Tuck. He has to have yep. Maid Marian. And the problem is, these characters are sort of flat and one dimensional. Like e even in the original legend, because it's a legend, they're meant to be flat and one dimensional. Robin Hood is always going to be the classic good guy. King John is always going to be the tyrant. Yeah. The sheriff is always going to be his tool. It's yeah, always... there's always going to be that. And the problem is you can't get deeper into these characters because they are these archetypes. And they are these, these things that have been the basis for a lot of other things. The pro that's the problem is that he's trying to make it realistic, but he's not deepening it because in a way it's almost impossible to deepen it. So, And the problem is... By going for this realistic approach and making a prequel, you're kind of robbing yourself of your own um, ability to make something that, like it, that where the iconic the iconicism works in your favor instead of against you. Yeah, Robin Hood ironically has taken like has pilfered all of the uh, originality kind of from it. Yeah, exactly. It has all like. And again, it, it's going to be very similar to Gladiator if you go see this. It's about, you know, the one guy standing up against, yep. you know, the, the tyranny he, of the Empire. It, it's uh, weird, too, because there's this uh, thing where he almost ends up, like, defending, like, this version of the Magna Carta. Yeah, like... yeah. So there's very much this idea about, like, personal freedom and, and the idea. And I think the problem is Ridley Scott has really explored these themes before, and he's explored them in... A better way in Gladiator, mm -hmm. and and even the thing is, I think this is even more similar to like people when Kingdom of Heaven came out, people were really comparing that to Gladiator. And the thing, I think, the difference between those two movies is that there's different themes being explored. Yeah, definitely. Because you have the you know, of course the religious themes in Kingdom of Heaven, and you have the uh, ideas of the two you know warring civilizations essentially. Whereas this is about rebellion within this this one civilization, and very much similar to Gladiator. Mm. So. That's the the main issue. Is I feel like by making it a prequel, he kind of imposes his own vision on it instead of letting what people letting the material flow flow, and and that's a big issue. But 
And, and the other problem I had was there's nothing really there's no like he, he there's a lot of this big speechifying in the movie, but there's no real big memorable speech. Like there's mm. no equivalent to the "Are you not entertained?" in Gladiator. There's no equivalent to the um when like even though I have issues with Kingdom of Heaven, there's no uh, equivalent to the part in Kingdom of Heaven where um Orlando Bloom is saying like you know They're who has who has the who yeah. has the right to worship here. All have the right to worship. None have the like. There's no big memorable speech like that in this movie, mm-hmm. and that's the problem when when you're trying to make this big historical epic with these large battle scenes and these and these big you know themes. You want something memorable, something that's going to stand out and be a really iconic. Yeah. And there's no really iconic scenes in this movie. Now I will say though, Russell Crowe was charismatic. Russell Crowe was good, and like it sounds like I'm coming down kind of hard on this movie at the beginning, but let's get into the good stuff now. Okay. Russell Crowe, very good. He was very, he, he was, was a very, very good. charismatic Robin Hood. He was, he was very well cast as Robin Hood. I, I enjoyed him a lot as Robin Hood because he had the right mixture of, you know, seriousness, but he also had the humor. He had everything together. You could see why this guy would be a leader. Yeah. You can see. He, he makes an ideal Robin Hood. He's really good. And that's a, a, a thing in comparison to Kingdom of Heaven, which I liked better, is that even though I think this has overall less interesting characters in Kingdom of Heaven, the central figure is better is, is better than better. In Kingdom of Heaven. Mm-hmm. So that's a definite positive to its side. And the other thing, all the performances here, even though they're on they're this solid. kind of kind of level of, of the historical drama, they're all solid performances. Like yeah, very solid. Uh, Kate Blanchett has made Marion was good. Uh, you know all these things. Oh, now, John. The best performance <laughs> was definitely the guy who played King John. He oh, was just yes. so he had this just this perfect mix of just arrogance and outright disdain for everyone, and, and just like shock into being thrust into this role. Yeah, it, it just he just uh, had the perfect mix of that kind of villainous, just smug villainy, smug villainy, and oh, what I actually have to do something. And, yeah, and the point where he's like, I ride into battle. Uh, and you know, and it's quite it's quite entertaining. And, and, and I was always looking forward to the next scene with King John, and yeah. it, just because he would do something funny. And he's definitely the actor is definitely playing it on a slightly higher level of kind of Shakespearean or mm, theatrical, definitely. which is fine for that character. Exactly. He definitely get the sense that he would be more pompous and be more uh, you know larger than life in a certain sense. Yeah, very um, much so. But all the like all the performances here are solid. It's it's well. It's a very, it's an extremely well crafted movie. It is well crafted. You, like, you can see Ridley Scott, uh, Ridley Scott put his time and effort yeah, into this. Like the, all the battle scenes are good. They're all convincing. Mm-hmm. I like the the two biggest ones are the beginning, the beginning, the siege of the castle. I thought that was good. I especially like the the best one is definitely the end battle scene, which is good. You saved the best battle scene for the last one. There's kind of this, we call it the medieval D-Day. Yeah. Because uh, there's a beach landing by the uh, French forces on, on yep. England. Oh, France. You, you've only ever succeeded in invading England once. Yeah. Uh, don't push your luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, those are very well filmed, and they give you a kind of sense, like, they're not so chaotic that you can't tell what's going on, but they definitely put you in the fray. They definitely put you in the motion of where these things are going. And they're very... It's... It's an extremely well-crafted movie on that level. It's extremely, uh, like, all the, the shots are good. There's some very good... And and I, I say there's no big memorable speech, but there are some... some there are some good moments. There are some good moments of, of humor, actually. I thought 
that humor was well done, and you need that in a Robin Hood yeah. thing because he needs to be a man of the people. Who's he needs to be a little and... more. He needs to be a little more theatrical. That was, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, they people, are the merry men. People, like... yeah, people always say about like the, the Gladiator and Kingdom of Heaven are very stone faced serious. Like, yeah. there's no sense of any sort of uh, camp or anything to it. Whereas this, it, it has those moments of lightness to it, which I think. You kind need. of give it, yeah. You need it, and it gives it its own, a bit of its own unique sort of character. Yeah, it builds a bit on the characters. So. Yeah, uh, so I I think that's the main issue with the movie is just that I feel like I feel like this is the highest form of movie you can make without actually having artistic inspiration in a certain way yeah. because it's incredibly craftsmanlike and it's incredibly well crafted yeah. but the thing is it's very and you're working on material and you're working on material it definitely feels like albeit very well put together product it feels like product in a certain way it feels like um, you know it feels like another Ridley Scott historical yeah, epic. The authenticity suffers almost, in a sense. In a certain sense, yes. And it, it does feel like he's imposing his own vision on it, to some degree. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm coming down too hard on this movie, because, again... It's it's a nice movie. It's a nice movie. It's fine. I, I just feel somewhat disappointed, because I was really... I was looking forward to it more than I think it rewarded. I could see that, yeah. You know what I almost feel... And I know this sounds a little absurd because it is a it is a longer running time. So uh, yeah, it's about it's about two two hours, uh, maybe two hours more. and fifteen minutes. Yeah, there. I almost feel as if you need more to it because yeah. it ends abruptly. With, it does end quite abruptly with just oh, and now he's living in the forest and he's an outlaw. I almost feel like you need a continuation of it, if not in the movie than a sequel or something, just to deliver yeah. where it. Well, they'll probably. I mean, if this makes enough money, you can definitely see where they'd make a sequel. I mean, yeah. if it makes enough money. I don't know though. It is Ridley Scott, and he isn't prone to doing that. Um, so. Well, no, he isn't. But I mean, most of his movies have entirely self-contained stories. Yeah. Whereas this is Robin Hood, and I guess you could definitely. Is. I mean, you just need to introduce. I mean, they obviously set it up for a sequel because I mean, this is a prequel to the actual legend. So I yeah. mean, just make a movie. Because I I feel like you're almost robbed in this <laughs> robbed in mm. a sense uh, because um, you're given the backstory. You're given it's uh, it for, focuses more on thwarting the French attempts on England than yeah. actually the trying to struggle for liberty in England. Yeah, there's a little bit of that with him trying to get him to sign like that version of the Magna yeah, and, Carta. And that's where it ends, though. Is yeah. It ends with uh, King that jo- failing. King John and, burning the, yeah, the yeah. parchment. Yeah, that's very true. Because, it, again, it, it isn't what you're going to expect. And if you go in thinking that, uh, like I did, that, again, this is going to be Prince of Thieves with no mullet, yeah, you, you're gonna be disappointed. Very mistaken. You're gonna be disappointed in that sense, and maybe that's what I had wrong was I had the wrong expectations. But the thing is, the ads promote it like that. <coughs> very much so. The ads promote it like that. So, am I wrong for expecting that? I yeah, don't know. It doesn't even in the ads. It doesn't even show any French involvement whatsoever. No, no, it, it shows King John just basically saying uh, he's an outlaw. He's an then, outlaw, and that that scene. Is at the very end of the yeah. movie. It's a good. It's, it's a, a good. good cul- scene. It's a good culmination. It's a good scene, but it comes at the end, and there's nothing Whereas after the, it. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> whereas the ad would make you think that's kind of a central thing to it, it's not. Yeah, uh, you definitely need to shift your expectations. Yeah, definitely go in with the right expectations. That is one of the biggest things I can say about this movie, is go in expecting... Don't expect, again, don't expect Prince of Thieves at the moment. Expect another uh, Ridley Scott, Scott historical epic. And I think if you expect that, you will be satisfied. Very much so. Because it has everything you want. It has good battle scenes. It has. It's also, we should mention, pretty damn violent for a PG-13 movie. It really is. Like, all of his other two historical about Kingdom of Heaven and Glad were both R-rated. Yeah. So they, and they were pretty gory. This yeah. is less gory than those, but... Maybe because there's, like, one less battle scene than those, I think. Maybe. Because Gladiator was, like, constant vi- interspersed violence, and yeah. Kingdom of Heaven, you have at least, I can think of three separate occasions where there's gigantic battle scenes. Yeah. So, this has less of those. It has smaller scale action scenes that go on yeah. in between the two big battles. There yeah. are moments of action within there. Yeah. But Although the, there's other, like, themes that are touched on there, like, yeah, that, that are pretty, uh... Such I, as... I don't know, like, for instance, taking all the innocent, like, people and then throwing them into a barn and then burning, burning them. Burning them? Well, you know, that. well, that's that's in Hunchback and Notre Dame, Adam. You can do that in a G-rated movie. Oh, I guess that's true, right? Well, I was just going to say, though, I mean, there's things like... There's touches like that in there which almost make it even worse than those two, but... Yeah, yeah, to a certain degree. Uh, although, again, it's not nearly as gory as those two, but... For, people are getting arrows through the neck here. Yeah. And you see it. And there is blood. Not a whole lot, but there is blood. So, I mean, it was just surprising because this is a PG movie in Canada. I would have thought it would have been 14A if there was this much gore. Although, I guess because there's no, like, swearing or anything really in it. No, that's true. It, it's fairly devoid of any... And that's the thing. Ridley Scott, he tries to make his movies classy in a sense. He doesn't go for... Gratuitous swearing. Well, kind of I can or... think of one thing in Gladiator. Oh, okay, well. Am I single? Unleash hell! Yeah. Uh, like, that's not yeah. like, swearing, that, really. Yeah. It's just Anachronism. Weird. Anachronism. There aren't very many of those in this movie. No, um, it, it stays. Other than the one bizarre thing where the guys are at the bar. And they're talking about how they're they're gonna like get with the girls, and then oh, yeah. it's like you don't go for the it's like you don't go for the prettiest one first, you go for the homely one on the left. <laughs> oh god, that was sort of anachronistic, but yeah. that's fine. It was funny. Um, yeah, it's actually I thought that was a good supporting performance. There were yeah. the Merry Men. They, they, the Merry Men were, were good. So was Fire Talk. Yeah, that that's where the you can see touches of the legend right there, but then you don't see it almost in the main story. It's no, kind of, you don't. It's it's almost it's like the just things of you would expect are almost more on the sidelines than they are in the actual main uh, thrust of the story, which is again, as you say, somewhat disappointing. But I I think. As I say, if you go in expecting, if you go in expecting a Ridley Scott historical, it's not as good as Gladiator. No. I don't think. No, Gladiator is fantastic, and you won't get a Gladiator from no, this. No, no. Um, I now can we discuss? Is it? Do you think this is better or worse than Kingdom of Heaven? That's a tough one because I actually. Orlando Bloom problems aside, I actually really like King Moon. I Dad, like King so. Moon. The problem is I have, it's almost like, they're, I would say, to me, they're about equal for diff- because they both have issues, but the issues are almost entirely the opposite. 
Like, yeah, as I you were saying, that. this movie is too short. I think Kingdom of Heaven, especially the director's cut, is too is long. too long. I can see that because um, it needs to cut out some of the. He needed to cut out some of the just no unnecessary scenes. Yeah. And, uh, as this movie has a as a stronger central figure, I think the biggest issue with Kingdom of Heaven is that. Orlando Bloom as that central figure is not he's not strong he could have pulled it off it's just I I wonder this is not a Kingdom of Heaven podcast but I wonder if in Kingdom of Heaven that was more the fault of him or the fault of the way that character is written because he's always written to be intentionally bland and I get what they're going for but it's really because that guy in actual history is a fairly interesting person yeah he is a really interesting person they needed I don't know. I think Orlando Bloom could have pulled it off too. It's just yeah. I I was disappointed by that. It, yeah, and what, what I was gonna say was this movie Robin Hood has a strong central figure, um, and maybe and it also has stronger outline figures. The, the biggest issue is that I think the the characters overall in uh, in Kingdom of Heaven are more interesting. Like Saladin is really cool, and yeah. uh, Liam Neeson is the guy's father is really yeah. good. And I found the uh, King of Jerusalem as well. King of uh, Jerusalem yeah, was really who good. Was, uh, who was that? That was Edward Norton, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was Edward Norton, the King of, Ju- King yeah. of Jerusalem was really good. But and So overall, the characters are better, but the problem is the central figure is lacking. I think in Robin Hood, all the characters are about equal in terms of interest, but the thing is the, the, the central figure is a lot better. Yeah. Um, so... I, I think I would put this about on the same level as Kingdom of Heaven, which I would say it's entertaining but with flaws. Yeah, I think Kingdom I of Heaven. I will say this: so I think Kingdom of Heaven had more like genuine inspiration behind it. Yes, very there was much more. So. There's more thought put uh, into well, it. Well, not necessarily more... thought, but there was more artistry to it. Yeah, or at least he had a more inspired message. <clears throat> he had more of a story he wanted to tell. I I, I think. In a way, maybe he's kind of confused about what he wants to say here. Yeah, the, it's more of a collection of ideas rather than one central theme. Yeah, but it's also, I think, a little. It's a little. It's tighter than Kingdom of Heaven. It it, it moves quicker. It, it flows better. There's there's it, better. It is going to be more popular than Kingdom of Heaven. I think. I think it probably will be more popular. Just I mean, just based on the name, for one thing. And, you know, people will want to see Robin Hood. They might not necessarily want to see a movie about, you know, the Crusades. So Yeah. Uh, well, again, this is interesting because you can pass this off as a sequel to... Well, you could because, of course, the beginning when yep. we're coming back from the Crusades with Richard the Lionheart. Um, yeah, and there's that uh, scene in the end of Kingdom of Heaven with Richard uh, the Lionheart yeah, going true. off to... That's uh, very true. Was it the same actor? I don't know. We should... You look that look up. That, uh, that would be because sh- that would be very interesting if Ridley Scott did that. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, anyway, woefully un- unprepared. Um, anyways, um, so okay, I-, I guess we can start wrapping it up. So, what was your least favorite aspect of Robin Hood? It needed to be longer. It it really did. It flowed well. I like the flow, but they need to keep the flow and go a bit more into the legend. It needed to cover the ground. It needed to cover the foundations and cover the. So I think bases. you're saying like the entire plot of this movie could have maybe even wrapped up in say the first hour of yeah. maybe if, a if longer not the movie. First, if not the first hour, first hour and a half, and then another hour at least to the legend. Okay, that would make sense. I understand what you what you're saying there. So so you're saying that, and there were certain scenes I felt which were a little um, little bit like why, like, not pointless, but 
a little besides the point, let's say. Yeah, cut out the filler, basically. Yeah, there were some scenes where, like, for example, the scenes where he's just sort of walking around um, Nottingham with, with Marion. Yeah. A little, like... Not necessarily why is this here, because I get what what he's going for. He's but going for character in a, development. In a, in, a, in a tighter movie, I think those could have been cut. It could have been trimmed a little, at least, yeah. yeah. Um, my least favorite aspect is probably just the fact that, as I say, it's another Ridley Scott historical epic, and it's within that sort of generic. And that's not necessarily... Those aren't bad movies, but the problem is it, it's a little bland, it kind of lacks character... Yeah. It ha- it, there's no outsized figures like you have in in something like Gladiator or Kingdom yeah, of Heaven. Yeah, your dramatic like, person. There's no character strong. who's like as awesome as like Saladin in in Kingdom of Heaven is, no. or the King of Jerusalem in Kingdom of Heaven. There's no characters that are really. I mean, you have, <coughs> with the exceptions of maybe like Robin Hood, John, and well, I think John is definitely the best character just because of the way the actor plays him. But yeah. he's not really; he's just sort of like he's funny to watch him. Like he he's got sort of humor and the, and the there, there's a Shakespearean element, element to it. To it. Uh, there's nobody who's really like that guy's awesome. Uh, there's nobody like that, and there's no like really good iconic speeches in it. Or really big moments. It's more yeah. a movie where I don't know. Maybe the exception of the very end, and that's the problem. Is it comes at the very yeah, end? Yeah, yeah. I to be an outlaw. That one, which they use in the commercial every like time. Um, yeah, that was good. Although again, I don't think there's anything that lives up to oh, you're not entertained. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I think that's the biggest issue is that it's a, it's just a, it's a movie that's. Very well crafted, but kind of devoid of artistry. Now, what's your favorite part? I like I like the charisma that it has. I, I think it does have some charisma to it. I like Robin Hood. Robin Hood is well cast. I like John. I like I like his character and stuff. And I think overall the performances are well done. They're well rounded, <coughs> and it comes together nicely. Okay, my favorite aspect is it's almost it's almost it's, it's blessing and a curse. My favorite aspect is also it's another Ridley Scott historical epic. Yeah, and I think it's it, and that it's also very well crafted. It has very good battle scenes. Yeah, I mean they're always good movies. <clears throat> yeah, I think this is just going to suffer in comparison to Gladiator and to a lesser degree Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah, because I that's what that. you're getting is another movie like that, yeah. and it also might suffer from people's expectations and it's not going to be that. Yeah, but within what it is for what it is. It's I think good. it's very well crafted, and I think it has very well done battle scenes. Yeah, I, I still think that it could have differentiated itself by delving more into the legend. I, yeah. I think it you, it needs more differentiation. Yeah, definitely. So, what would you give it out of ten? You know, I I do like it though. It it is a good movie. I'm I'm gonna say at least seven point five eight. So, like, so well, pick one, please. Uh. I'll go eight. You go eight it, it on was, this. It was a good movie. Okay, I will give it a seven and a half. I think I would probably give also Kingdom of Heaven a seven and a half. I was yeah. gonna say okay, I like I this. Ab- I like this about the same as Kingdom of Heaven, but for different reasons. I, and if I had to rate Gladiator, I'd probably give that like an eight and a half. So, again, lesser film, but still good. I think if you, I, I don't really feel an impetus to see it again though. I feel like seeing it once in the theater was enough. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think very I, much. I think I got everything I can kind of get out of it. 
Yeah, I find that's kind of the same way with many Ridley Scott movies. It's just they're kind of well crafted for one thing, and then and uh, then and you, once you see them once, there's only a few movies really where I feel you can see them again. I don't know some of his movies, like Aliens, one you can watch. A- Alien, Alien. I yeah. know you don't like Blade Runner as much as I do. Uh, no, I well, I do like Blade Runner. I love Blade Runner. I love everything about Blade Runner. I just hate the damn soundtrack. Oh, sp- we should have talked about that. How did you find the soundtrack in this movie? I, I thought sound was actually well done. It, it was well it kind of your standard like it, it was it was matched well to the thing. Yeah, it so. was it was it was fine. Um, it was a little overbearing at certain points. Okay, yeah, battle scenes. The battle scenes it was overbearing. a little overbearing. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's certain Ridley Scott movies yeah. I still like. Actually, um, before we uh, finish there, uh, just my fun trivia fact here uh, while we're on music. I think um, the lead singer of Great Big Sea was one of the Merry Men. Really. Really. Or is it just some guy that looked like him? No, no, I'm pretty sure it's him. Really? That's really? interesting. Yeah. I'll look that up. Okay, cool. Um, no, I don't know. I think some of his movies hold up. I, I still like Black Hawk Down, even though it's really racist. Yeah. Um, I still like Black Hawk Down. I think that has... I mean, if you want, like, a war action movie, you can't really that, do much better than Black Hawk Down. It covers what it needs to, um, I mean. I like... I think American Gangster holds up fairly well. Yeah, I, I think American Gangster is actually fairly good. I mean, yeah. Now, some of his movies I would not want to watch again, like, uh, what was that one uh, with Debbie Moore in it? Oh, God. Yeah. G.I. Jane. Yeah, let's not go there. Fine film. I'd give that... No, no, I wouldn't. Um, anyway, so, uh, I guess that's it for us here at the Main Mental Health Podcast. Now, for this week. Now, next week, what, what do we do? There's nothing... Coming out this week because nothing important is coming out. The most important thing is MacGruber, and that's um, that, that's DVD rental territory. Yeah. Or I will illegally download it. Yeah, not the uh, best of the SNL movies. I mean, yeah, no, Wayne's no. World is still a definitive Wayne's, best Wayne's, SNL Wayne's movie. Wayne's World or Blues Brothers. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Even though I do like the MacGruber sketches on Saturday Night Live, I don't know. Yeah, we need a MacGyver movie first. I know, that's so bizarre that they make this parody movie before they make the actual MacGyver movie. We need know, a Richard, MacGyver movie. Richard, Richard Dean Anderson, I get guess. Get ba- get me Richard Dean Anderson, damn it. He's too busy making Stargate. Actually, he's done with Stargate. Exactly, he has free time. Come on. I guess. We Please. Should. I don't know, maybe, it, well, they'd probably make a MacGyver movie, but it would have a different dude in it, because they're, they're ma- remaking all these 80s things now, like, uh... That is true. The, uh... It needs the, to be awesome, Like, though. the A-Team as well. Yeah. By the way, we're reviewing that the week it comes out, the A-Team. Oh, God. I'm so, so pumped. Uh, I will I will kill a man to see it. That's kind of scary. I will kill a man to I see it. I better uh, sleep with a bulletproof vest or something on. It's like that's how you have to. That's what you have to do to see it. You have to kill a man. Okay, well, uh, uh, anyway, before no, he gets a night on homicide. Okay, yes. Um. Anyways, so what do you want to do next week? I gave you the DVD of thing. Have you watched it yet? Or uh, no, I haven't. Had can you watch it? But, yeah, I probably can over okay. the weekend. So. Okay, so next week. Boondock Saints 2, All Saints Day. Oh. Uh, now, I'm not, I don't want to tip my hand too much here, because I have mixed feelings on this whole Boondock Saints phenomenon, but which which we will delve oh. into deeply next week. Yes, next week we'll delve into it deeply. Um, and as well, after that, probably Prince of Persia. Are, are we going to talk a little bit about uh, <laughs> your favorite movie of all time? What's my favorite movie of all time? Uh, In the Name of the King. Oh, In the Name of the King of Dungeon Siege Tale. Well, 
No, that deserves its own podcast. Yeah, I really just, just just for how awful it I is. I just my god. Oh that god! Movie. Why I, did you put yourself through that? So I needed to know what Uva Bowl's Lord of the Rings was like. You knew it was gonna be terrible. It's I like, knew it was. I didn't know it was gonna be that. It's like bad. Pandora's box. You know you're not supposed well, to touch I, it. I know that, but like I knew it would be terrible. I didn't know it'd be that terrible. Really good jokehead wizards though. Um, and a really excellent. Well, no, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um. Anyways, yeah, so next week, Boondock Saints 2, All Saints Day, and then the week after, probably Prince of Persia. And then there's a dead week where nothing comes out, so yep. then maybe... The, the world be... is recoiling from the fact that Jake Gyllenhaal is actually an Not, action star. Oh, like, for, for one thing, for another thing, he's like the whitest guy ever. Yeah. Prince anyway. of Moran. <laughs> Prince of Moran. That's what it should be called. Yeah. They should remake that. They should make it I, I wonder. Man. I wonder how that would fly in the U.S., Oh my god, we're in a person of the same country, oh my I, god. I'm wondering how, if anyone's gonna, like, there's gonna be, like, some controversy over it, just because yeah. it is. I mean, even though it's, like, all, like, white actors. Although, I seem to be destined to see every movie with Gemma Ultron in it. Even though it's not intentional, like, she's in, um, she was the, the British lady in the new, uh, the newest James Bond. Oh, Hall. right, right, right. Yeah, yes. and she was also in Clash of the Titans, and she's also in this. She's, like, the love interest. I think really? I destined to see every movie with her in it. Like, she's in, like... Uh, uh-huh. I don't know. She's, a, I don't know, whatever. E- excuses? No, not really. It's not really intentional, even though I do think she's cute. It's not really intentional. It's not like I'm... I'll see any stupid thing with her, and it's not like uh, Amy Adams or something. Where I'll just like see any stupid thing with oh. Amy Adams in it. Ouch! You, you poor tortured soul. I haven't seen Leap Year yet. I that is like the line I've drawn myself. Okay, good. You still have limits. Well, maybe I might watch it eventually. Uh. I'll just put I'll just put in headphones. I'll make up my own story. Okay, <laughs> that works. I'll just make up my own story. I, I need to do that for the, some movies. <laughs> Just put in headphones and make up your own story. Yeah. That might work out better for certain things. But anyway, this is all nonsense that's going nowhere. So, probably for the next three weeks, this is what the schedule looks like. Uh, Boondock Saints 2, All Saints Day. Then Prince of Persia. Yep. Then In the Name of the King of Dungeon Siege Tale. Which deserves You need to podcast. say the whole title every time. Yes. Uh, and then probably the week after that, the A-Team. Yep. And then we'll go from there. I think yep. Toy Story 3 comes out at some yes. point, and then... Yes. We should cover Inception. If I'm, Inception, yeah. we will cover. That's not until July, though. No. And also, very important, The Expendables and also Predators. Yes. Adrian Brody. Uh, Brody have you seen again. the trailer for Predators yet? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. It, it is, looks good. It, it does. It actually exactly. does look I was, good. I, was, I, was I like surprised. the way the Predator looks. Yeah. Even though he's in there. It was like only there for five seconds. But well, that's good. It's going back to the territory yeah. of the original Predator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think it looks good. There's that scene in the trailer that was kind of awesome where Adrian Brody's standing there and then, like, all the dots come up on him. Yeah. I was like, that guy's fucked. It's like, damn. <laughs> yeah. There's also, like, uh, if you look closely, Lawrence Fishburne's carrying a predator head at one point. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Anyways, enough of this. Uh, so, from all of us here at the Main Men Tell the Tales podcast, I am Cody Vance. And I'm Adam Barrett. And we will see you next week. And das wieder.